That's me on the podcast Sharing a song With something to say about it With Thin Lear And Diagra Moon Losing my opinion I thought we had a wonderful time last week with Allie Holder, a uh, Texas-based musician. Allie brought in some some interesting choices for <laughs> country music's guiltiest pleasures of the early 2000s. That was fun. Yeah, she was a treat to have on. It was nice. Yeah. Podcast went really well. And then inexplicably, in the last five minutes of it, Thomas says, y'all come back now, you hear? Why? I mean... Why? That I'm just trying to, you know, uh, observe customs that, that are different from my own. That is a, <laughs> that's that's you're gonna go with. If we had an Italian guest on, and you said anyway, that was a spicy meatball. Well, right, that, that was a spicy meatball. No, no, you say ciao bella. No, no, because Prego. you all come back now. You hear is from a TV show. It, this, it, the equivalent would be you saying that was a spicy meatball or something ridiculous. Anyway, thank you, Allie, for a wonderful episode. Thank you, Allie. And for graciously accepting that conclusion. What what show is this, anyway? What are we doing here? Oh, wow. Here? Yep, we're right on it. Uh, <laughs> this is Losing My Opinion. That is the podcast you were listening to. I am round-wound, bass-string-plucking indie artist Niagara Moon, a.k.a. Thomas Irwin. Um, I am loose G-strings indie artist Ugh. Thin Lear, a.k.a. Matt Longo. Ugh. You actually play guitar. What do you, what do you do? You do nylon? Uh, no, no. I mean, like on a classical. You do capos. I do use capos. Yes. Sorry about What's that. What's the other one besides nylon? Uh, steel. Steel. Yeah. Oh, it is steel. Okay. I believe. Is it sharp on your fingies? Sometimes. I have callus though. I'm a big boy. That's what kept me away from guitar. And it hurts too much. Bass. It's at least just one hey. finger at a time. It's a little easier to. Sure. Wrap your head around. Sure. We should probably stop for one second because the bath is running right now. Okay. You, it's going to be that thing where you're like, hey, was there like a sound that was happening? That- was there a snake behind you the entire time? Yes. Yeah, sounds like there's a snake right above me. So, Thomas, today's going to be an interesting episode because I'm going to introduce you to a brand of music that you, I know you are 100% unfamiliar with. We're talking about toddler music. Oh, yeah. I. Yeah. I should have seen it coming. Yeah. Well, this is where... You are our resident daddy, after all. This is where I'm at right now. We're going to take a deep dive into my personal life. This is daddy's curations? Yeah. yeah, Yes. Uh, let me paint a picture for you, okay? Every morning, come downstairs, after brushing my teeth. Alma is waiting for me. She immediately says, bass, referring to our basement, not the bass instrument. No trouble. Oh, yeah. All about that bass. And she means she's all about that basement. She's like 18 months now? Uh, 17. Yes. Wow. I was close. Then she grabs my hand. We walk down. We watch 15 minutes worth of TV. Okay. For all of you parents criticizing me out there, that's all we watch for the day. We stick to that. It's 15 minutes in the morning. One episode of Tim and Eric. Right. Yes. We really want to get her non-comedy chops going. Uh, but it's like part of our morning routine. We watch the, the videos for the same six songs every morning. She loves music. And in the same order. Can't say how the order came to be how the songs came to be, but it's part of our lives now for the foreseeable future. So the thing about toddler music is it's not about what's good or bad. It's about what you can listen to 4,000 times in a row without fully losing your mind. Like there are songs in this batch that 
I initially thought were okay. Now I can't stand them. And what I'd like for you to do today is to guess where my brain is at. Rank these songs from how tolerable to how intolerable Mm. you think they are after repeated listens. All right. So it's not about the first listen. It's about how how you think my brain can handle it after four months. Well, we're going to play it like five or six times each for this show today, right? Exactly. For the listeners. Yeah, Yeah, we're going to take the listener through it. Yeah, I want this to be like a method acting experience for everyone. Keep in mind here, most of these songs are toddler songs, but there are a few like real songs that function as toddler songs because my baby has worked them into the routine. So I think you're going to be surprised by some of these. But just because they're quote unquote real songs doesn't mean I love them now after months of hearing them every day. Okay, so are you... Are you re- I mean, are you capable of loving any song after hearing it that much? No, so this I is... I don't think I am. Right, so it's not so much about what I love now, it's more about what I can stand. What, yeah, what lends itself to stamina exactly. or just... So you have your own internal ranking, I assume, with I what do. you're going to show me. Okay. I do. Believe me, I had this worked out. I did not need to think about this. I have tried to remove videos from the rotation. She does not let me. She goes, what about Uh-oh. the other one? Yeah, and I'm stuck. Um, okay, so these are six tunes. We're going to move pretty quickly. Uh, you're going to have to keep six, your picks okay. in your head and then rank them. Give me the reasons why you think they sit where they do. We're going to just do like little snippets of each. All right, we're uh, going rapid fire here. Rapid fire. So we're going to start off strong here. This is a, I don't know who introduced this to the baby. Well, I'm guessing it was either you or, or mommy, so I'm not sure. This there. was not me. This was not me. I can guarantee you this was not me. Uh, this is a very random truck cartoon because my baby loves trucks. Uh, Tonka? Just tr- tr- any truck. Trucks in general. Sometimes she'll just like exclaim truck and there's sort of no context for it. She's thinking about it. Um, she's deeply attached to this video. I want to see what you what you think about this. This is this is the first video that we watch in the in the series why is this 49 minutes long it's it's like a movie but we're just gonna watch we're just gonna listen to the first bit okay and try to keep the video part out of your mind like think about it like this sure is a sure song. yeah I'll, I'll scroll down yeah, or whatever yeah this is a, a baby bus production so yeah we want to shout them what's, out what's the song called does it have a name um we'll call it the garbage truck song okay yeah i don't believe it has a name it's untitled it's like a cigarose album See, I thought you came on this podcast to get away from your mundane troubles, and now you're you're bringing these these lessons on here too to just infect the. It's whole... like that movie, The Ring. You know, sometimes you gotta give it to somebody else to get I have rid to of be it. Part of this now. Yeah, I want you to be thinking about this song tomorrow morning. Oh man, I'll tell you what I did get caught in my head for a while, and I was cursing your name the whole time. Was uh, Paul McCartney's "She My Baby"? Come out at night. Oh my God! <laughs> Fucking. Mindless earworm. <laughs> Think me my surprise. Mm, so you just easing into it, you know? It's just easing it. She my baby. All right. Um, I, all right. I guess I'll click on this. Let's, let's hear what this is all Go about. Go for it. We'll know when to stop. We'll know. It's not going to take long. <laughs> that voice. <laughs> Coming up, like, right after this hippo is gone. Okay. Here we go. Hey, what's that over there? Oh, Oh, it's a garbage truck. Garbage truck, yeah, yeah, yeah. Looking for garbage here and there. Here, I have a long arm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Look what I can do. Oh, boy. 
What about those changes, though? To get me. The trash can is shaking, shaking. I don't want to go. No! <laughs> it's like a Let's Jacob Collier change. Sounds like a Mario Kart song. <laughs> garbage truck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Looking for garbage. <laughs> garbage he truck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are they, the Beatles? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look what I can do. They're not even rhyming. Those changes are crazy, like the ones they used to get around to the verse each time. Yeah. Whoever made this loves Steely Dan. Okay, that's probably enough of that. Yeah, that's good. Um, initial reactions to that song. That I did all right with that, except for the garbage truck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That part is not sitting well with me. And, and of course, that, that is that the most annoying... Can I ask you, is that the most annoying part of it when you have to play it back um i can't pick a part for that one it's kind <laughs> it's of just the, the whole, whole experience the also whole the, the the message of the song is like that truck is like a sociopath like it's just going through the neighborhood it's picking up this garbage and the garbage is anthropomorphized and it's upset about being picked up so you have like an apple that's in agony and the garbage truck just could not give a shit like they, he just keeps driving <laughs> i thought we were supposed to ignore the video oh but it's, it's part of the narrative of the song it's part of the narrative yeah yeah, 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 yeah. it's it's yeah uh, if that was an instrumental, that was actually pretty banging. Like that sounded like I was saying that sounds like a Mario Kart song, and those I have heard some of them high, lots of times. So sure. I'm, I'm accustomed to that getting in that headspace. Uh, so I don't, I don't know. I feel like that one's probably going to rank pretty highly overall, except for the oh that chorus. But okay, I'm ready for the next one. All right, cool. Yeah, those changes are are nuts. Like you go back later, listen to those changes. It's it's like. I don't know what they're Jazzy. doing. Next, we're going to, this is the second in the series. We're going to go to something very familiar, a totally different angle. Uh, this one was fully my fault. I brought this on myself. Um, I thought it might be okay. This is a lighter version. I didn't think that was possible of a Randy Newman favorite. You've got a friend in me. No. Oh. So if you look up, you've got a friend in me, Disney Jr. Now, I don't know how I'd feel if I heard the original every day for months. <laughs> well, that's what I was thinking. I was like, well, maybe she will appreciate a more child-friendly version, even though the original is pretty child-friendly. But like, you know, his voice is... As years go by. It's a different thing. But yeah, fr fresh take on an old classic. Good changes in this one, too. You got a friend in me. That part would start to annoy me after the 10th Some of the folks might be a little bit smarter than I am. Bigger and stronger too. I like that guy's voice. Yeah, it's not bad. But I can guarantee no one can love you the way I do. It's me and you. And as the years go by, go by. our friendship will never die. Yeah, right, I think you probably got this one. Yeah, I like this one. I don't really have any notes. What do you, what do you like about it? You think it dilutes the original or you think it's just... I don't think it dilutes it. I mean, I still would prefer the original because it's got character sure uh these voices are a little like oh are they going to show up in like other ad campaigns or something like they're just too right. bright and shiny yeah 
Uh, but no, they still, even with that in mind, like there's there's a little, they they gave that performance a little something. Yeah. A- Admiral, admirable job. I I can't really. Admiral Halsey. Yeah. 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 Um, I, yeah, I think the the changes themselves are. What, what's interesting about that one is like the chord progressions. Yeah, like I feel very positively about them now. I don't think I thought about it too much when I first heard that song. I mean, obviously I've heard it a million times, but like hearing it in this way forces me to think the about melody, it. Melody, yeah. And I dig it. You you hear it as like a cover, and you imagine like, oh, if I covered it, how would it feel like to approach that? Right. Uh, yeah, it's a great song. It sounds a little lot. Little lot like uh, Simon Smith and the Amazing Dancing Bear, but that's okay. Sure, that's a great song. <laughs> great song. Yeah, yeah. I that that one that's top of the heap right now. Okay, great. Say. All right. Um, These are pretty innocuous so far. Yeah, we're gonna get weird. Oh, okay. Um, all right. So next one, Stretch Break. Are you gonna play like one that's just like AI generated, like just designed <laughs> to like latch onto the YouTube algorithm, and it's like Spider Man at the beach? like crying or something. We're not getting into that shit, right? We've not done any AI stuff now. We have to actually, and this is a, this is a PSA to all the parents out there. Uh, someone told me this, and it's, it is true. Like, don't just click on random YouTube videos when the baby's there. Don't let it just autoplay for like six hours because you'll go to like mind control stuff. Yeah, everything kids, ends so. up in like reptilian territory. You know, like you gotta- <laughs> You gotta watch it's a, that it's, shit. Yeah, it's, it's very easily, there's so much crazy content on YouTube. It's like, yeah, go to the official channels of the- you know, Sesame Street or whatever. All right, Stretch Break, it's called. Disney Junior, again, come back around to them. Uh, this one was not my fault. Did not find this for her. I'm not a big Disney guy, but like, here we are. This song, just up top, I'll say, it's a little irritating having them yell about like a stretch break when it's like, y'all don't want children taking stretch breaks. Yeah. You want them staying put and watching your content. So like, get out of here with Stretch Break. But um, see what Shots you think about fired this. Shots fired by daddy. Yeah. No, I do not. I, don't, I do not dig this one. The message of this one. Uh, do I want the extended version or? Uh, I think the regular is pr- probably fine. All right. Minute and 17 seconds, which is good because then you can replay it faster once it's over. That, that's right. Yeah, that's exactly what I think. I will say it's quite surreal listening to these here in this context. Cause it's <laughs> With like, me? Instead of your infant I'm half asleep in the morning when I'm hearing this, and it's just like, it's in my subconscious. I'm like in a fugue state, you know, so. It's just blaring at you. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like I'm being yelled at every morning by these songs. Uh, You know what that music means. Stretch break. Come on, get up and stretch with me. I don't like Mickey Mouse's voice. No. It's time to move now, don't you think we're gonna shake It's okay. Really? Come on. The video is... I got I can't look at the video. Well, I can tell this is your favorite. Is it? <laughs> this is the song that most makes me feel like I'm like joining a cult. Yeah, I mean, this is this is the ringer already. Like, I don't think it's going to get worse than this. <laughs> I feel like I'm slowly being indoctrinated by Disney as I watch this you every morning. save this for last. Yeah. Well, no, it's, it's, it's the next in the series. I'm just following her lead. Okay, that's right, enough. Right. Yeah, the voices, 
and I don't know, we're not supposed to take the video into the account, but that's what you're doing is you're watching the video yeah, when yeah. you're seeing this every day and there's stupid, cheaply animated manic moves and Donald Duck shaking his ass. And I, uh, with the mute, the boom, boom. Yeah. And it's, yeah, yeah, that, that one would be rough. It's in your face. That'd be a hard time. It's in yeah. your face. Okay. Next rainbow connection. Oh, Disney Junior again. Disney Junior version oh, of Rainbow Connection. So not the original. Version. Not the original. Right, no. Well. Though she does like the original because I I did show her this one and she does like the original, but she prefers this version. The Disney Junior. The Disney Junior version. Well, yeah. That's the one that has the subliminal messages. <laughs> right. That's the one that's indoctrinating both of us now, father and daughter. I actually love the original version of this one. It's a gorgeous tune. Like Paul Williams and Kenneth Asher. Paul Williams, an amazing songwriter. A lot of folks know him from his Daft Punk appearance. Um, this is a great song any way you slice it. Yeah, I uh, I never knew about the original until we were doing the show. You exposed my uh, oh wow my ignorance. Yeah, I never heard it growing up. It made, this what this makes me sentimental. This one still. Yeah, uh, how can you lose here unless they really screwed up with the uh, right the vocalist right. There's so many songs about rainbows and what's on the other side. Rainbows are visions, but it's a little muskrat lovey. But rainbows yeah. have nothing to hide. So we've been told in some Does this put you back to sleep, though? Kind of, yeah. I mean, maybe, hey, maybe that's what makes it enjoyable, you know? You gotta, you gotta pick it up. Air after stretch break. Stretch break is abrasive. Oh, drum solo. Big. Big old big. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah, that's near the top of the heap. Right. Nothing wrong. Competent there, yeah. arrangement. Next. Now, all right. To hear what? that every day. Okay. Yeah. Eh, it's it's in it's like it's in a pretty involved song. Like yeah. musically, the changes. Like harmonically, it's interesting. There's enough there. You could listen to new things each time. Like yeah, I, I feel like that would. I mean, I don't want to hear it for four months in a row, <laughs> but that wouldn't work out too poorly there. Okay. All right. I feel like you're you're kind of close to what's what's going on in my head here. Uh, mm. I'm going to throw you a real curveball now. Oh boy! Uh, Yellow Submarine. Ah. Oh. So this was 100% my doing. Showed her Yellow Submarine. It's kind of the thing that started it all off. She started saying Sub McGee. Uh, it was the first video in our routine. It's not to be left out. Um, I wouldn't say I ever loved this song. Like maybe when I was a kid, I have to say I I feel a little differently about it now. Not a fan. Because we're, you know, we're, we're talking about listening to it every day. Yeah. You know, that verse, lovely melody. Obviously, that chorus is an insane earworm, but is it the kind of earworm you want after three months? Mm. So I want you to think about that. Yeah. Yeah, I've, I've never lost my appreciation for this song. Okay. I haven't experimented with listening to it every day, <laughs> but like, you know, a lot of people write it off as... Album filler, too childish. Oh no, no, too it's, it's great. Dumb. So, you know, people, a lot of people will shit on this one, even if they're Beatles fans. Right. 
this is an all timer still, but and then like in the chorus, like I listen to the harmony more than the mm. main melody now. The like the we all live in the yellow submarine, the yellow submarine. Mm-hmm. Like that sticks out to me more than the the part that people. Well, sing, you can you know. pick Fun out fact. all those harmonies over the yeah. course of many. Oh, weeks. you get plenty of time to do yeah. so. Yeah, yeah, really study it. There could be like a compounding factor here if it is making you hate you know, a song by a band that you would otherwise love. That's another and, thing to and, factor in, man. You're, do, you're working out the calculations Some conflicted now. feelings yeah, around you're, that. You're starting to think about this yeah. correctly. You're like, oh, I can't like this anymore. <laughs> you're killing this Or you're music. like, I like it more every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I'm a submarine captain. Now, does she like dance to any of these? Do any of these like get her going more No, than she sits totally still. Totally still. <laughs> yeah. Okay. For this 15 minutes, she sits, and it makes me worried about the, the effect of television, I think, overall. And that's why we just do the 15 minutes in the morning, because wow. it's just like, she's exactly like me, where we just get like uh, anesthetized. You just got to give her an iPad for eight hours, parenting oh, on easy mode. Yeah. And then wait until they get into the classroom. Right. All right, here we go. In the town where I was born, lived a man. Get to hear all the nuances of his, his accents, the notes he doesn't quite hit properly. Yeah, you're right. Lots of details to pick apart here. I love the kick drum at the beginning of this. Because it's different, right? You got the great animation. Does that freak her out, or she's? Oh, this movie's no. She loves it. Have you watched the movie yet? We watch pieces of it. She can't sit for you know an hour and change. Yeah. Now think about this though. Think about this chorus. Think about it every day. Yeah, no, it it would get bad. (laughs) Okay, everybody knows this song. They probably don't need to hear anymore. Uh, what Beatles song wouldn't get terrible listening to it at 4.30 every morning for four months? Revolution 9. Oh, sure, yeah. Well, speaking of, <laughs> speaking of this, speaking of another Beatles song, I'm going to play you the last song in the series. All right. The last song in the series is When I'm 64. And the oh. reason for that is because somebody on YouTube made a cartoon, like a, he, he set the cartoon Yellow Submarine to... The song when I'm 64. I, I think it was in the movie. Like I'm pretty sure it was. Yeah, there's like essentially a music video for it. So, you know, we got YouTube algorithmed into it, and now it's like part of the. It's the one-two punch of Lennon McCartney material mm. that we end McCartney with. McCartney and McCartney. McCartney, McCartney. Right. Yeah. I don't think Lennon had too much to say about these two, but I used to really like this this song. You know, it's from one of the greatest albums ever. It's like, you know, I guess the question is, do you think it holds up every day? Yeah. Well, I guess more or less than submarine would be sure. the question because sure. none of them would right. have every day. But yeah, both of these have like little moments, little nuances that I love. I love McCartney's little whoo at the yeah, end when great. the song is about to finish. Yeah. Uh, okay. And at least you're not talking like Disney Junior versions of these either. That would be no, uh, no. She, she's yeah, she's into the the real deal for these. Yeah, this would probably be an easier lesson. When I get older, losing my head, many years from now. That line tells you to me. Valentine, birthday greetings, bottle of wine. If I'd be out till quarter to three, would you lock the door? Will you still need me? 
This breaks it up nicely too. Yeah, this goes down smooth. I can't deny it. Yeah, yeah. But think about it. Every day, every day we're talking about. It. If you're gonna listen to one every day, might as well be this one. I don't know. <laughs> okay. All right. Because it's also like it's it has such a childish feel to begin with, and it's so like simple and naive and light. Oh, it fits. And it just it you're fits in, you're out. This. It fits. Yeah. Nobody's saying it doesn't fit, but no. But I mean, like be, that quality makes it easier to be like, okay, morning routine, cup of coffee, that song again. Sure, a palatable yeah. daily rinse of it. Okay, so let's. I'm going to step back now from the whole thing. Let's get into the rankings. I want you to go first, and then I'll tell you what the proper ranking is. Because I, I feel okay. like I'm right because I've heard this these songs sure. so many times. You, you've done the research. I've done my homework. Uh, so six songs, two of them were Beatles songs, uh, Yellow Submarine and When I'm 64. There was the Garbage Truck song. Correct. The Disney Junior covers of You Got a Friend and Me and Rainbow Connection and fucking <laughs> Stretch Break. Stretch Break. Yeah. Stretch Break's going last. I hate to say it. After that... The garbage truck song could have done better, but that garbage, yeah, yeah, that like the stupidness of the lyrics and the obnoxiousness of the voices that brings it in at number five. Uh, mm, good plus. Let's do Rainbow Connection cover after that, number four. Then, yeah, maybe then I'll put in Yellow Submarine. Then You Got a Friend of Me. Then When I'm 64 is would be the easiest to hear over and you're, over. You're so close. It is almost you. You almost got it perfectly. Okay, stretch break is last. Yes, that is unbelievably annoying. It's like a drill in my skull. <laughs> and again, like when there's no pure, when there's no message beyond like just entertainment itself, it does make it hard. I hate Mickey Mouse's voice and his likeness <laughs> a little bit too. So that makes it worse. Uh, next is truck truck song, garbage truck. Uh, message is whack. It's a garbage truck. It's a garbage song. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the changes are unnecessarily complicated. Melody is nuts, just mm. rough all around. Next, actually, I I have Yellow Submarine. So basically, I, I kind of like flipped Yellow Submarine and Rainbow Connection where you have those. You would think this one would maybe rank best, but like it has surprised me how much this song has worn on me. <laughs> like the repetitiveness of that chorus got to me and like eroded my appreciation for the song for the moment. Yeah. It has the brainwashing it's, effect. Uh, yeah, I feel like I'm in a cult. Next, I have You Got a Friend of Me, the, the cover. Just makes me nostalgic for my own childhood. New arrangement is like somewhat fresh. Then Rainbow Connection, just obviously beautiful song. So I, so I basically flipped Yellow Submarine, Rainbow Connection. Yeah. First place is when I'm 64. It just stays light. However you slice it. It does. I can just latch onto the bass line. Like, that's what I do. Like, in the mornings, I, all I do is yeah, listen to the bass. The bass is yeah. so loud. <laughs> just listen to those bass, those bass plucks, and I, and I can get through it. Um, the round, wound strings, I'm telling you. Yeah, there. It's to come back, come back full circle to our, uh, the way we opened. Yeah, I mean, I, I hope this kind of gives you an, an inside view into toddler music and just kind of what they gravitate towards and yeah. uh, maybe the number of times you have to listen to 
the same we'll songs. just wait till she is watching movies and then you get to see the same scene from my little mermaid or whatever it's called the little mermaid you get to see like the same weird frames of animation like 80 times in two months or something you know sure. yeah. it's gonna get visual pretty soon that's fair well man what are you listening to this week in my opinion. Well, I'm not getting up at five to watch cartoons, so I'll tell you that. I'm chilling, doing my thing, whatever that means. Uh, I'm listening to some good music this week. I, I'm, I've been indulging myself a lot recently. Oh, wow. Uh, with, with songs I enjoy, and then I share them with my buddy old pals here. Uh, true or false statement? Every really talented artist puts out their art and then gets fairly recognized and rewarded for it. Is that what happens? Yep, 100%. We could just, we could actually just stop recording now. Yeah, I think that's... Yeah, I agree well, completely. would you be surprised? That isn't always the case. What? Uh, I know. It's just shocking. This is the podcast of surprises. I thought I'd lay that one on you. <gasps> so we I talked about Harry Nilsson last episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and talking about how he had you know lots of problems... Career and otherwise, he's he's kind of more obscure than he should be. Blah blah blah, but he still made it. You know, he he yeah. didn't always have money, but he he had hits. He was recognized. He he had a career. He was working with the best of them uh, back in the seventies. Today, I'm going to talk about some artists from that same era, from the seventies. Things things didn't click for him. Mm. These are my beautiful 70s nobodies today. Underground gems. Um, some of them you have heard of. Okay. Some of them you might just be dorky enough to have heard of, but I'm guessing you haven't. Now, mind you, all these people have fans now. I mean, mm. some more than others, but they're all recognized now. They all get plays on Spotify. Like, the internet, if nothing else. Has found them. Just, yeah, it's like... The internet is great for just finding stuff that never got attention back then, and then just the quality of the music. If you give it enough decades, it, it rises up to the top. You can find it. Mm. It's it's not totally lost to time. At least that's that's what I'm seeing here. These are '70s nobodies who then eventually, um, I'm listening to them. Mm. I think other people are too, and uh, and yeah, we'll 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 enjoy their work and we'll we'll muse on. What didn't happen? What happened? And, and sure. all the rest of it. So not quite Rodriguez situations, but you know they're they're. We're gonna start with Rodriguez. I think he's okay. the most famous example of this. All right, because Rodriguez happened to yes still be alive by the time that he the documentary mm-hmm. Searching for Sugar Man came out. By the way, that documentary totally skipped over his following in Australia and like the fact that he like toured there in the late. Yeah, 70s. yeah, yeah. No, like Australia, he was big there too. It wasn't just South Africa. It, it was cooler yeah. to focus on the one. Yeah. But for those of you who don't know, so Rodriguez, how do you pronounce his first name? Um, S-I-X-T-O. How do you pronounce that? Sixto? Sixto? Sixto Rodriguez. Oh, God. We're going to have to edit uh, that. He had a couple of albums in the early 70s. Oh, yeah. You better hope Emily isn't listening. Uh, so he had Cold Fact. And then what was the other one? Af- after the Fact? Sisto. Something like that. Sisto. Sisto. Sisto Rodriguez. So he had two albums. He just he didn't really get much momentum. So there's certainly nothing in this country. Uh, but then, of course, there's a big hollow blue about him. Like 2012, the docu- documentary comes out, and then he's doing late night appearances. And now he's like a pretty yeah. recognized name in, in folk music history. Yeah, it's like he both wasn't white 
and a terrible self-promoter. So like that, just that combo back then, it's, yeah. he was just doomed to, to pe- people overlooked him. And he was on like a Motown subsidiary too. So it's like, you would think he ha- would have some like promotional firepower and he just kind of yeah. didn't. He just was ignored. By the way, we real long time ago callback, but Ted Lucas totally would have fit. Oh yeah, I was thinking about him actually, because I know you. We already covered that, so he's not in this collection. But Ted Lucas, another beautiful 70s nobody. Hmm. Rodriguez, let's listen to Crucify Your Mind. That's my favorite song. It's the best one, and it's like, yeah, this is up there with all the the rest of the classic folk people. Yeah, totally. Classic canon. Yeah, he, he earns it. Is it a huntsman or a player? Yeah. Uh, no spoilers. <laughs> sorry. Yeah, first time I heard this was the Letterman performance, I believe. And then I went back and watched the documentary. I was like, what is this? How did this, yeah, fall through everybody's yeah. fingers here? But it is touching that in it. You know, he still, he had a career in construction or something and, you know, yeah. had a family, yeah. had a life. And later on in life, he got to sort of. A family of daughters who, like, loved him and supported him yeah. and run, went on tour with him. Yeah. He, he had a cool life, and then, you know, later on, after the fact, uh, he got to appreciate having fans and, mm-hmm. you know, knowing that pe- people listened. Um, so if you kind have the opposite of the Nick Drake experience. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're going to get to him too, naturally. Yeah. Um, but here we go. This is, if, if any of you have not heard Rodriguez before, this is what everybody uh, got, got excited about here. Crucify Your Mind. Oh, the guitar is so loud in the mix. Yeah, the recording's a little clunky. Oh, I love it though. I love it. It's it's heartfelt. Was it a huntsman or a player that made you pay the cost that now assumes relaxed positions and prostitutes your loss? Were you tortured by your own thirst in those pleasures that you seek? That made you Tom the Curious That makes you James the Weak Love that <laughs> The marimba Yeah he's, he just, he's got the voice, he's got the pathos And you can do anything over those chords And you claim You got something going The bass across that album is great Something you call I wonder. unique Oh yeah but I've seen yourself pretty showing As the tears roll down your cheeks Oh, that song is incredible. Soon you know I'll leave Instant you classic. Yeah, the whole record's amazing. I know you don't love the second one as much as, as I do, but I, I think both of those, both of those albums are... Tremendous. It's still a good lesson, yeah. It, it it doesn't have the like indelible classics mm. that the first one does, but he could have kept going. Like yeah. uh, there's two songs on the second one that are yeah, like, like the singles the that he was working on abandoned record. after the, yeah. the that he, like he had to abandon whatever that next project was. But like Street Boy, that's a good song. Great. And whatever. Yeah. Like he's he still could have kept on going. It's a shame that that wasn't in the cards for him. Mm. I saw him live at, uh, I forget where, somewhere in the city, and the crowd just like, he could have done anything. And they, like, the second, from the second he walked out, from the moment he walked off, everyone was just like in love with him. 
I mean, he's he's a pretty likable dude. Yeah. Seems really down to earth. Uh, yeah, great stuff. Just will always be an example you can point to. You know, even at a time when the, the music industry was relatively strong and robust. I am, mm-hmm. uh, like you were saying, he was on a label. He, he got to this and that. You know, he, he had some people to work with, but it just nothing that fucking happened. He's, he's one of the few people that folks can point to when they're making the argument that great songs in the end always have their day. You know, I I don't know what my feeling is about that. Probably I disagree, but you know, he's well. Then Lear, you got to give it another thirty years here. He's one. Of, yeah. He's one of my. Uh, he's he's one of those rare cases. I think you can yeah. look at as opposed to like, oh yeah, you just have to be, uh, you just have to give it another half decade or whatever. Yeah, for music nerds, I feel like that with this category I've created today, that's going to be one of the first guys you think of. You mentioned Nick Drake. We'll get to Nick Drake in a little bit. Don't worry about that. I was very worried. Also, R.I.P. Uh, August this year, Rodriguez passed. Yeah, it was just, yeah. The, just the other day. Um, crazy. He was like 81, so good run. Hmm. Good guy. Uh, we're going to move on now to a man named Robert Lester Folsom. Nothing says show business like... Uh, RLF. <laughs> RLF. Uh, this guy's from the 70s. I think he's still around today. I've not heard of him. Uh, but he only ever released, back in the day, he only had one album come out called Music and Dreams in 1978. Uh, he's from Georgia. Mm-hmm. He got a little attention locally, but like only a thousand copies of this album were printed and he just ended up having to work as a house painter. But it's a pretty cool album. Uh, it's kind of a Ted Lucas loose vibe that I think uh, you like more than I do. But sure. The one song that I just I can't get out of my head. It's a just all time great seventies pop song. I, I want to share it with you, and it's just another example. How did this not get played yeah. on the radio more? Yeah. Uh, he has a song called "My Stove's on Fire." <laughs> okay. It's a good start. Ah, I love the song. It's a good start with that title. Barry White and the clavinet. Cruising around, sort of been right at home on the FM. Oh yeah, no, this is great. This is fun. If the lyrics were a little less left of center, I feel like he, he would have oh, wouldn't have had to wait 50 years. I like it. Oh no, I dig it. I'm just I'm positing why. <laughs> That's a theory, yeah. Tearing it up on the guitar. That fuzz guitar. Yeah, I like to listen to that one while I'm cooking. That's tight. So what really kind of 
got this album, Music and Dreams, some attention is uh, the old indie label Mexican Summer. Mm. Back in 2010, they uh, they reissued it. But I have to bring this up, if even if nobody finds this interesting but me. Five years before that, so like way early on, early internet days, 2005, my boys Kirinji, the Japanese band I love that I brought them up a few times on the show, they were... They have there's footage on YouTube. They're covering my stoves on fire. They do a great version. I'm like those guys. How did these guys find out about it before anybody? They else? found it before. Yeah. yeah, Japan will do that. They always find the nuggets. Interesting. Uh, more on that later. But so shout out to Kirinji, of course. I've played I've played them twice or three times on the show by now. I couldn't tell you. I'm it's, more it's than been, once. Yeah. Um. So that's that. And now we can get to Nick Drake. Okay. I know you've been waiting. Yeah, this one's a sad one. It's kind of... I mean, so, you know, like the last song we listened to... This like, one is mental illness. Oh, no, no, 100%. But yeah. having said that, how do you, as a label, listen to Pink Moon or whatever and like not go all in on promoting it? I just don't understand what you have to be hearing. I mean, he refused to do interviews. He, ref- he, he pretty much refused to leave his house. It's like, what do you do there? Sure, can, and and it's weird music. It's absolutely beautiful and breathtaking, but it's it's unusual even for the time. Like his voice and the ethereal nature of the lyrics, and just how, you know how especially Pink Moon, how sparse it is, and how sure. weird the guitar sounds. Well, even like, like brighter later, though. I mean, like that record is like pretty. Yeah. It's sad as hell, but it's like, you know, it's it's vibrant in its arrangement. Like Pig Moon, I get it. You know, it's it's the either or of his catalog, but um yeah, no. later. Yeah, I, I love them all, even five leaves left. But yeah, I don't know. It's it's just so I mean, eventually he got his due. I mean, his relatives did the estate, however that works out. Like he's very much a huge figure now for, for music fans. Hmm. He just, he couldn't stick around, just awful, you know, tragedy. The details are kind of murky, but uh, just a beautiful soul. I tr- I tried to pick a song besides Pink Moon. I, I'm just going to go with Pink Moon. It's like... He kind of didn't <laughs> write a song that was not great. I mean, it, on those well, three albums, too, it's like yeah. his ratio of good to great songs, it's like pretty incredible. And like, those are yeah. just three near uh, unimpeachable records. Shout out to Things Behind the Sun. That one really haunts oh, me. Oh, man. But Brutal. Pink Moon. This song is like... Th- so there's the Japanese concept of wabi-sabi. Mm-hmm. It's a term that's pretty hard to translate or even really explain in words, but it's like the... It's an aesthetic term of like perfect imperfection. Mm-hmm. The acceptance of transience and imperfection. Oh, I like that concept. Um, yeah. Like a, a bowl... Like a, a like you know that you make with pottery, a bowl that has like a little scuff on it or a little mark, but like in the perfect, beautiful way that just is actually the most like transcendental thing about it or whatever. Like this song, Pink Moon, it's so short. There's so few words. The piano, there's like only eight notes of piano on the whole album. Like yeah, there's just yeah, yeah. piano on this one song. It just has one little specific part, and it just it gets you right in your your soul like yeah. it's just so the whole thing is like imbalanced and it's it's fleeting it's gone before you know it but it's just it's a perfect right. musical moment and when people say it's like oh you know it's the story too that is woven into it like knowing 
you know, what happened or uh, I don't, I don't agree with that. Cause I no. think you can hear, and as a lot of people no did, you can hear it without context from a car commercial and, and it. understand yeah. its greatness. Yeah. Now this one is really haunting. Almost sounds like Joni Mitchell. So I written on a so it say Bingo Moon is on his way None of you stand so tall Bingo Moon and I get you hands Underrated guitar player for sure. Yeah, he's on his own planet. say this is the good shit we don't normally play the good so, shit on this, no we don't normally play music that's this good uh yeah it's like sedating me uh, is what is there to talk about with a song like that it's just like oh this is the reason why we seek out new music is to hear songs like that yeah this it's i think yeah with this one it's like just the tragedy of mental illness and depression if he had had better luck and was able to pull through give it a few more years get out of his house like I, I think he would have gotten more of an audience uh, mm. At his, in his era back in the 70s. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. You know, Eric Clapton in between protesting lockdowns and whatever else, whatever other horrible thing he's talking about. Way worse stuff than that. And yeah. <laughs> he's out of control. Um, he said multiple times that he like loves Nick Drake as a guitar player. He thinks he's an amazing guitarist. All um, right. So he's doing something good with his platform. Yeah. Right. He's correct on that. Uh, yeah. Brad Meldow. Jazz pianist, amazing cover of Things Behind the Sun, if you ever want to... I've never heard that. ...hear harmonies you didn't know were possible. Yeah, it's just like he's he's got a... There's a richness. Mm-hmm. Riverman, cello song. There's oh, like, man, Riverman, yeah. There's, there's meat in them, in them yeah. bones. Like, Fruit yeah. tree. And and one one of my favorites of his, um, Saturday Sun, mm. it's like, oh, it's such a good album closer. It's It's light and yet haunting yearning yeah definitely one of the the top 70s nobodies yeah on my list uh but we're gonna close things here with the tune i'd be really surprised if you heard were anybody on this uh i was gonna say on this podcast listening to this podcast if any of them have ever heard this tune i mentioned kirinji and how japanese music fans can sometimes really make the deep pull and find the obscure shit that's really good and that was the case with this next tune. My uh, my friend Michio back in Kyoto, uh, my old guitarist, one of the best guitarists I've ever known, uh, my awesome dude out there, he introduced me to this guy that we're about to hear, this particular artist uh, who is called Blue Jean Tyranny. Sounds like Blue Jean Committee. 
It does. Like, I, you uh, know what? That's. I think that's where they got it. Uh, hanging at my cousin's place. <laughs> it's blue in quotation marks. Gene, uh, like genetics tyranny. Oh. So I, that's a lot to wrap your head around already. Okay. Gene tyranny as in apparently like as in your emotions kind of control your headspace, like your, your, the tyranny of your genes. You get upset so like and angry. Sad, so like sad genes. Yeah, it's like yeah. depressive genes ruling you something and we're already getting very confusing and obscure here so it's just this this guy was not a pop pop first kind of artist uh but he did have like a you know pretty interesting career in life like taught at mills college Mm. for years and uh so he's a pianist he's a very gifted pianist he (laughs) briefly toured with iggy and the stooges doing keyboards uh, very briefly okay yeah sure he had a lot of interesting things to add there yeah, he he was a contributor for the website All Music later in life. That's pretty cool. Great. Passed in 2020, mm. so he lived a full life, this guy. He has a few albums. None of them are you know on too many people's radar, but uh, the one that seems to have most prominently streaming and all that, uh, he's got an album called Out of the Blue, Out of the Blue from 1978. The intro track, like the first song, Ah, oh, oh, so good. What's his actual name again? Besides the Blue Gene Tyranny? Blue Gene Tyranny's actual name. Well, now i got to look it up. Gene Tyranny? His real name is Robert Nathan Sheff. Okay. So, are you happy now? I'm ecstatic. No, I just wanted to, cr- to be able to credit him. Sure, sure. So th- this song, the uh, first track on, on the album, Out of the Blue, this is Next Time Might Be Your Time. Mm. Oh, it's, it's, this is... this. This one is good. It's different than Nick Drake, but it's uh, it's it's on a pretty cool wavelength. Um, I, I have a very strong memory attached to first listening to the song. Maybe we can get into it after, though. I'll uh, I'll play you some now. It's it's eight minutes, a little too long. I don't think it needed that last minute and a half, but okay. uh, it's it's wonderful most of the way through here. Next time might be your time. Marco era production techniques. I feel like, of course, the song would have a resurgence. Uh huh. Oh yeah, Michio's a big fan of Mac too. Yeah, 
so first time I heard the song it's at night I just got on a ferry with my wife and her, her relatives were all we're heading back home from Long Island and it was a beautiful evening I'm on the school ferry just finally getting to like you know settle in and space out enjoy music after a busy weekend and it was, it was partially the beauty of that evening and the open sea and all that and then also I'm like oh I'm not on Long Island anymore that's idyllic yeah, no, that, that song is very unique. Very unique. I've not heard a song like that in a little while. Nothing else like yeah, it, Yeah, right? it's just, it's so strange. Like, because it's kind of straight ahead vocals, like, you know, like Carpenter's style vocals over this really, like, Baroque, complicated, moody, rich track. Engrossing, yeah. Yeah, it's really nice. It's great. That makes me want to listen to the rest of the record. And that, that concludes my, my series. Uh, all these folks, these, these records came out at the time and there was no traction. But you never know. You sit and wait a while. Sometimes uh, you get noticed. You t- and you die. And then, uh, yeah. You die or you live. Either way. a bunch of nerds uh, <laughs> on a podcast <laughs> talk about your records. Uh, the Circle of Life. Speaking of the Circle of Life, what did we learn today? We learned about toddler music. I learned you you have a rough morning routine. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Routine. Alma is uh, merciless. She's like, I, and I, you know, I. there are so many times where I've tried to cut either Stretch Break or the Garbage Truck song from the rotation. <laughs> she will not have it. She wow. will not have and it. And like the order is very important. And the order is important. Huh? Yeah, I can't, I, can't, wow. I can't mess around with that. It's like part of her. It's like meditative time for her. Jeez. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I feel like I'm only witnessing it. You know, like it's, it is my hand that turns the remote on, and then I'm only <laughs> witnessing her her meditation. Oh man! Uh, and what did you learn? Um, there are two cool artists I need to check out. Uh, what is the first one? Robert Lester Folsom. Robert Lester Folsom Blue Folsom Prison Blues and, uh, and Blue uh, Blue Jean Blue Jean Tyranny. Tyranny. Yeah, uh, very keen on checking out the rest of those records because those songs sounded great. Mm-hmm. Indubitably. Well, hey, if you enjoyed this episode of Losing My Opinion, subscribe, give us a rating or a review if you want. Who cares? Uh, you can follow Losing My Opinion on Instagram, TikTok, or X. X. X, aka Twitter.com. When are we going to go back to Twitter? Like, is X really going to catch on? Because it's not working yet. <laughs> yeah, nobody I'm knows what I'm it. talking about when I say X. But when I say X, nobody knows what I'm talking about. So it's not working. <laughs> Don't you see the big X on the icon now? It's yeah, stunning. right next to the parentheses, formerly known as Twitter, right? Yeah. Uh, so that, that's all that business. Yeah, my beautiful 70s nobodies. All these artists should have gotten a little more uh, a little more attention, a little more um, gratitude. Gratitude. At the time. I could be wrong now. But I don't think so. What was that? Just... Trying to do Randy Newman. It's, okay. it's a particular cadence. Well, it's kind of what you try to do every time. Um, and I'll say so long, suckers. And we'll, we'll see you next week. Take care, everyone.